A great business idea often stems from your own personal experiences where you experienced a problem and then developed your own solution to it. Only Marcus Cooksey took that one step further when he started his business, Duke AI. Not only did he develop a solution he needed in his own trucking business, but he then he saw it as an opportunity to help others in the same situation by helping folks recognize the hidden costs and bad accounting processes. Yes, accounting is the one area that a lot of folks will completely ignore, but it's to your detriment. Hello again, Blythe Bramley with DigitalDispatch.io, and I fell in love with this story after hearing Marcus talk about how he would seek out his own market research by taking his new app, driving to truck stops, and asking drivers to try it out live and right there in person. It's the grassroots effort to find that minimum viable product and then use that insight to continue growing. We need more stories like Marcus's, so I hope y'all enjoy this one and use it as inspiration in your own business journey. So our next guest was his own SME when he first started out. Let's welcome in Marcus Cooksey. He is the CEO and founder of Duke.ai. Let's go ahead and bring Marcus in. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Blake. How are you? It is so awesome to finally get you on the show because I've been watching you and your company sort of blow up over the last year. So it, it's been really fascinating. And as, as I was diving in for research for this show, um, what I love about your journey is that you started out as your own first customer and then you created a product in order to solve problems that you were experiencing. So for, for people who, who aren't familiar with your journey, can you give us sort of a breakdown of, of your entry into trucking and then that light bulb moment that you, you needed to start Duke, Duke.ai. Sure. I, my, my training is as a software engineer. I received uh, my bachelor's in computer science and spent a lot of time uh, developing artificial intelligence solution, whether it be natural language processing for a well-known, uh, I guess you could say, digital assistant, as well as developing software for autonomous driving solutions. But I was looking for some passive income. I had family members that were in the transportation industry convinced me to purchase a truck. And I purchased a truck, and and I was able to see some of the benefits in transportation, but then there were some a lot of inefficiencies, such as, you know, misloads and uh, not being able to, and when I say misloads, it's mispayments on a load and not being able to, de- to determine my profitability and maintaining balance sheets, all the things that I knew that I did before as a business developer at Fortune 500 companies, I was not able to, to really readily see that because there weren't any tools to, that, to my knowledge, that easily that made this easy. Because keep in mind, I was doing this full time. I mean, at part time because I was still working full time as an engineer. Now, I I love that because you bring up a a great or you, you remind me of a topic that I saw earlier in the week and shout out to Nick Dangles, who has been a former guest on, on this show, because he posted to LinkedIn. He asked, why do so many trucking companies look at tech for everything but accounting? And I'm paraphrasing <laughs> there. That's not exactly his quote, but that's really what your app specializes yeah. in. So why do you think that other companies are, are focused more on like sort of the, the, the shiny tech syndrome of, of going after all the shiny objects instead of focusing on, on balance sheets and, you know, I guess sort of the less sexy part of transportation is a, a good way to put it. Yeah. I, and I think it's what you said. It's the numerical part of it. You know, people are run away from numbers. And so they chase profit and sales, uh, not realizing that you can actually make uh, be profitability if you have 
proper tax planning strategies and keeping up with all of your itemized deductions, being able to take advantage of depreciation, which may encourage you to uh, purchase a certain asset that can later on be tax deductible, uh, then making you qualify because you're keeping up with your accounting. You can qualify for uh, certain types of loans, uh, working capital, credit line, uh, line of credits, uh, and, and not have to take some of those subprime uh, interest rates on those uh, assets that you purchase, such as trucks and trailers, right? And so they never think about that. And and that's why we came up with Duke, because for me, uh, I was able to, uh, and, and we're, we're talking kind of tax strategies, tax planning, but when you even think about uh, payments and trucking, you know, there's a complexity in terms of flag factoring, and there's a lot of inefficiencies in that and invoicing. And having experienced that, we were like, okay, there's got to be a better way. And, and I think that's I think just because it is hard, uh, to be frank, it, to, to actually pull off an accounting is not the most easiest thing to do. And I think we have a, a demo of, of your platform because you help with that back office in accounting. And the, the way that I understand that the app works is that you, you, you get a receipt or you get some other kind of document, which, you know, the, the, the trucking industry, we have all kinds of documents everywhere. But you're getting this information and you're capturing it on a mobile device within your app. And then you're saving it. Now, walk us through what that, I guess, that process looks like. You're just snapping a picture and then it, it reads the data and then uploads it into your accounting system. Is, is that how it, it works? You, you summarize it. So if you think about some of the more popular uh, accounting and bookkeeping software that's out there, it requires you as the user to kind of understand how do you classify and categorize this particular purchase, like a fuel purchase and, uh, or, or invoice or settlement statement. Uh, what we've done with Duke, if we train the system, we've trained this uh, virtual bot to be able to determine fuel surcharge and properly categorize that into your income statement so that now you have a really nice balance, uh, profit and loss statement balance sheet that was all done just by the snap of a picture. Uh, one step further, this would be true if you were uploading a BOL or rate sheet confirmation. It's the exact same thing for getting paid. You would just snap a picture or send an email to Duke. And it, and it does the same thing. And so with a lot of this data that you're capturing, how do your, how do the users of the app know what to capture? Is, is, is there certain, I, I guess, red flags whenever you're, you're starting a new trucking company or growing your trucking company of, of certain aspects that you want to keep out for or keep a lookout for? Or are these items within the app that are doing it automatically for you? Or is that a process? Yeah. So. So the types of documents that we accept are, you know, invoices, settlement statements, BOLs, rate confirmations, receipts, anything. And it's tailored around the, the trucking industry. So you as a user, it's not for you to try to classify it yourself. You don't have to go in and take a picture and then label it. Hey, this is a receipt. Uh, the, the documents are automatically trained in the system to be recognized. And so. It, it can distinguish between a rate sheet confirmation, BOL, or settlement statement for a particular company. So it's it's all kind of doc, doc type automatically for the user. So it, it and now it makes that you talk about accounting. Why don't uh, many people kind of take advantage of their accounting and some of the tax breaks? Is because all of the thinking you have to do. So we've removed the the concentration you have to take in terms of classification and and typing in stuff. Our our app doesn't if you. From your demo you just showed, our app doesn't have a keyboard, and that's deliberate. So we want to take a lot of the thinking and allow the robot to do all the work for the for the uh, for the carrier or or the enterprise uh, customer.
I love that because that you don't have to necessarily have a, you know, a, a, an accounting degree in order to understand what you're capturing and why the app sort of helps you through that process. Because I think for a lot of carriers and a lot of just business owners in general, that's one less thing that you have to worry about. So I, I love that aspect of it. And this might sound like a, a, a dumb question, but once you take a photo of that document in, in the modern trucking world, do you still need to hold on to that document, you know, for other purposes, or is it just a, you snap a photo and you don't have to worry about, you know, keeping a paper trail. That's an excellent question. Not a dumb question at all. Yeah. So you can actually discard once you've seen the document being processed, then you can actually discard that record. Um, and, and what ends up happening is, is that you basically have a digital file cabinet undo. So what was not shown, I think if you continue to show the demo, there is a view documents menu and you actually can pinch and zoom. You can actually see the dollar amount that was extracted and you can go one step further uh, to see what is the classification, you know, the, the classification of where that expense or that incomes, income item uh, is associated with. And you can go a step further and look at the report. And so every time you upload a document, we're either generating a report that allows you to get paid for factoring, an invoice, or a report such as the profit and loss statement of balance sheet. Now, now, once your your company started growing, I, I was listening to an interview that that you had done prior, and you you mentioned that you brought on a co-founder that's experienced with data scientists, and you started bringing on data scientists into the company in order to help grow. What does, and this is another question that might be dumb, uh, but what exactly does a data scientist do and, and why did you think that that was an important next step? Yeah, it's funny. It's like we, we have uh, physical, physics science and we have now, you know, we've got mathematical sciences and, and aerospace sciences and now we have data sciences. This, and, and they, they do all the science around managing data because you've got this sea of data and the, 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 signatures, the footprints, uh, a, a lot of the indicators are in the data. So a lot of times what the data science do is they, they look at that and then they start trying to make intelligent decisions that can help, um, you know, generate help with reporting. For example, the profit mm -hmm. and loss statement is a collection of all the data of a particular user collecting that and then reporting that out in an autonomous fashion. Uh, another thing that the data science do is, is that we, we have this pool of all of these documents that come in is you have to co collect them, sort them, organize them, being able to distinguish, you know, company A from company B. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, each each document has a signature or fingerprint, I like to say. Mm -hmm. And so those data sciences, they look at those those different differences and, and to be able to kind of allow us to reliably group documents and extract them the proper proper way. That's awesome. It's such a fascinating and growing, I guess, sort of a profession. Like you said, it's, it's one of those things that I'm just like, what exactly you hear the phrase thrown around, but I'm like, what exactly do they do? Um, another yeah. part of that interview that I, that I really loved is that when you first developed the app, you relied on feedback from other folks within the industry and other customers within the industry. Now, when you're first launching a product there, there's going to be some things, there's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some things that, that, that you want to fix. But how did you evolve that process in order to get that feedback from the customers in order to make the product better? Because a lot of customers would just sort of, you know, cut bait and run. Whereas in, in your situation, they stuck with you and they gave you that feedback and it allowed the product to grow. How, how difficult was it to, to get that feedback out of them? It was difficult because we live in Texas. I live in, we're based in Texas. And back in 2019, I would leave my office and go to truck stops 
And it would, and I would spend all day at truck stops and it would be brutally hot and I'd walk from trailer to trailer. And, and I would actually say, Hey, Mr. Driver, here's an app that, you know, automates your bookkeeping and accounting. They were like, okay, that's interesting. And I would sit and watch how they would interact with the app. Hmm. And I would watch not what they said, but I would watch their facial expressions as they were doing such things as simple as installing the app. And I remember one time I saw this user. He was like, this is cool. But his facial expression showed that there were some pain points, some difficulties with him getting set up. And I, and I noticed what it was. And I called my engineering team while we were still at that truck stop and said, we've got to come up with a better way to register and authenticate users because this is a pain point. And when we did that, the following two months after we made those changes, we started seeing more registrations. And it was because our, our registration process was just complex. Oh, wow. I love that. That's interesting. So you literally went to truck stops and you went to trailer by trailer. I, I, I imagine maybe you're not doing that, you know, right now. What does the, I guess, sort of the, the customer <laughs> feedback look like for you now? <laughs> uh, today it is, you know, we have a hotline. So they call in. Uh, most of the times they have questions. And what ends up happening is, is that when they call, either they are calling uh, because there's something problematic or uh, they don't understand uh, certain things. And so that becomes feedback is how do we make it easier for the customer to get the information without them having to call? So whether that be creating collateral online or we've got a secret, uh, uh, I would say, feature where we can do inline type of uh, notifications to the driver, uh, to the carrier in the app, uh, giving them some tips and so forth. Uh, so that it, it has helped us to build collateral based on the information that we receive from them uh, through calls. That's interesting because it, you th that brings me to another question that I had. Now, obviously, you're a tech-based startup, and and you're you were focused on solving a problem at first in order to develop that use case of why a customer would want to use your product. But now that it's evolving and and to a, a greater usage and you have more people using the platform, how has that affected your marketing? Are, are you using, you mentioned using the feedback that you're getting from drivers whenever they call in. Are you using that, I guess, in case studies or, or FAQs? Um, walk me through your marketing strategy of what you got going yeah. on now. Yeah. We, and, and right now, and, and I love the previous segment that you had, and I think I need to sit down with you and uh, help us with this. But uh we are because we're going through kind of this this kind of growth and it's one of those things we are, we're doing a lot of stuff one on one like I said we have the uh, call center as you know we have the hotline and then we do a lot of B two B but that's not really scalable uh, so you know there's there's two segments of, of marketing there's the leads uh, we think we understand a little bit how to generate those leads so we have some pretty interesting kind of funny content that's out there uh, that we engage the audience and we have some uh, weekly uh, reports that we send out, some auto-customized reports based on uh, the each user, so we can generate a balance sheet profit loss statement with a little content on there. We deliver to, the, uh, deliver to our clients, uh, and so that's kind of the lead gen and, and retention type of marketing that we do. But as it relates to some of the, you know, uh, videos around just accounting, like you asked the question, you know, what what is you know why do people overlook accounting? What are some of the benefits, accounting and so forth? I, I think we're, we're starting to realize that it's not enough to just provide a great technology. Uh, so we've been partnering with other uh, accounting firms to help us deliver some really good accounting 
uh, overall principles and guidelines. And so we we look to be distributing some of that uh, marketing material to really help the carriers, um, you know, on the front end, what we talk about the front end part of bookkeeping accounting uh, to really help them just understand why is it important? How do you, how do you do uh, accounting and bookkeeping? And, and then how do you do it easily with Duke? So that's not fair. We're not we're still learning a little bit. I, I love, marketing is always about learning. You know, just you probably learn from your customers. They'll probably tell you five new things every single day. And then you got it added yes. to the mix and just add it to the workload. Yes. yes. Now, speaking, Thank I guess, of, of, of adding to the workload, there's actually going to, you know, conferences are coming back. They're, they're coming back in the very near future for the both of us. We're actually going to, to both be at the uh, PCS Software's Ignite conference. So what are you looking forward to the most about, you know, the, the getting back into the, the conference groove and getting back, you know, with meeting people in person again. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I mean, my background, I used to visit Consumer Electronics Show every year. And I know a lot of people talk about conferences. It's a, it's a big spin. You spend a lot of money. And, you know, we've learned a lot of how to still grow uh, in a COVID environment through digital marketing. And and so you, you got to weigh whether or not you want to want to really go to the conferences. But I think for me, it's it's the way to, you know, meet people and and cultivate relationships face to face uh you know stimulate partnerships that's what those conferences were for me in the past and, and in fact when before covid occurred when we at first came out back in 2019 we went to the great american truck show and i tell you a lot of the relationships that we were built at that first uh mm-hmm. that first trade show we went to are the reasons why we're still able to be successful today. The partnerships we've done with Truckers Tax Tool, the truck the partnerships we've done uh, with some of our advisors we brought on board. And those have been invaluable. You can't put a, a dollar amount on, on the, 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 the success of having uh, that, uh, that, one, that one-on-one face-to-face interaction. So we look to be able to establish new, new friendships, uh, partnerships, face-to-face at PCS, and then while at the same time uh, being informative, uh, letting people know about some of our enterprise solutions as well. Uh, I think that's an easier way to do it and, and a better way uh, via a conference. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I feel you in that respect because w- with all the conferences that are coming up, including, you know, Freight Waves with F3 coming up in November, those are just going to be events that you cannot manufacture online. You cannot manufacture yeah. the relationships that you built there in order to, to, to pivot those into real world relationships. So I, I love that aspect. All right, Marcus, where can people find more of your work and Duke AI? Okay, you can find us at duke.ai, just that simple. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Marcus. Uh, Cooksey uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, we are on Instagram, Duke.ai. Uh, and then the main thing is you can actually download the app on the iOS or Android Play Store. Just search for Duke.ai, uh, download it. Uh, you got a free trial and uh, yeah, and just encourage people to use it. Perfect. Thank you so much for your insight today. It was super valuable. Learned a lot, especially about, I guess, the less glamorous side of trucking. So thank you again. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. 
There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I will see you real soon. Thank you.